Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of When Two or More with the McCaws. Uh, my name is Stuart McCaw. I am half of the team alongside my beautiful wife, uh, Nanny. Today, we are speaking to Azaze Urigidi. Uh, Azaze is a 21-year-old professional footballer who currently plays for Celtic Football Club. Dutch-born defender Azazi is not only an exciting prospect for UK football, but also someone that lives for Jesus on the pitch as well as off the pitch. So I'm excited that today we're going to get the opportunity to unpack that and see what that looks like. And so without further ado and presenting Baller at his feet, I'm going to bring in Azaze Urigidi. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, very good, very good. All is well. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I know that obviously you're meant to do most of your talking on the pitch, but you're here representing what you believe in. I really value that time that you're giving to this. I know we've been talking a little bit about this for a while, haven't we? But um, we finally made it happen. I really appreciate the time and and do it in, in doing that. <laughs> That's class. So yeah, so so my, my idea with this was just to kind of talk through first your footballing career and then the next thing to go down was the faith side of things. So take us back to the start. You were born in the in the Netherlands, were you? How did that come about? Yeah, um, obviously my parents born and raised in Nigeria, mm. moved over across to Holland as well. Both my brothers and sisters were born there as well. Um, I, lived, I lived there for about um, five years, five, six years in a place called Neymagen. Mm-hmm. My dad ended up getting a better job in England. Okay. So the whole family moved over when I was about five or six years old. Nice. And then, obviously, I started playing football when I was about five years old. Something that I always wanted to do when I was like small, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then coming over to the UK, I just I started to join um, a Sunday league team, just a local club, just wanted to play football. And then, yeah, that's that's how originally how I moved from Holland to England. It was just really because my dad got better jobs. Yeah, no, that's class. And so when you started playing football, was it like a talent straight off or, or were you a progression guy? Did you work through that and, and get better? Yeah, I think there was talent as well, but also yeah. progression as well, getting better yeah. at my craft as well. Yeah. It was always like a, a desire and just a, a dream for me. I just wanted to be a pro. When I got older, so especially always since you know, I was when I was in school, when they went around, what do you want to be? I was like, oh, I want to be a professional footballer. Sometimes yeah. it gets lost, but yeah. uh, it's good that I'm here now and just keep cool. it. So, I mean, yeah. it's common, isn't it? It's common at school. The lads are like, oh yeah, footballer, footballer. I'm sure you were one of many in your in your class. Yeah. From an early age, did it become less funny and more serious, do you think, as you went through the school and people saw that talent in the playground, the pitch? I think probably when it really got serious was when I went to my scholarship at AFC Wimbledon is when okay. you first come like full-time in football, mm-hmm. about 15, 16. It's full-time, obviously, in football, morning, training. And then, obviously, you have your BTEC um, schoolwork as well, like twice a week. But it's pretty much full-time football. Um, it's, yeah. it's a small taste before you go into professional uh, sure. full-time football as well. So that was when it really got serious, when I left school and went into my scholarship. Mm. Did you get on well with the school aspect of it? The, the school See, work? Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was someone who was like, to work hard in football and do the... Mm. Even though I didn't really like some of the work, just to try to get the best grade possible, to be honest. Yeah. And I done well as well, so it was just awesome. something 
to fall back on. You never know what could happen in football. And just something that's there to honest. Even though I didn't want to do it, it's just mm-hmm. important to do the yeah. best you can. Yeah. So there's clear there's a clear understanding of like hard work and, and dedication. Where did you get where did you get that from when you were younger? When I was young, um, I think it was just always the way I was just to work hard to honest from like my family work hard, parents work hard yeah, yeah. to get over here and now obviously just even I got dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. I'm a person that's very passionate even to progress to when I get older in football. I think the design got even like stronger to honest to work hard to what I wanted to achieve. And mm-hmm. obviously we'll get to the my journey as well. But um those times when I had to work hard to, to get where I had to be when times were not easy to honest. So it's always mm-hmm. been something from young, but yeah. it, it's progressed to when I got older as well. No, that's awesome. So you said you, you made a jump there between playing Sunday league and AFC Wimbledon. Explain that process, because I'm sure there's many people that play Sunday League that would love the opportunity for that progression. How did that come about for you? Yeah, it was just really just playing in a tournament, just doing what I normally do. It was tournaments in the summer, went to our team, and I was performing well. The team was doing all right as well. Then a scout came up to me and was like, oh, he was from AFC Wimbledon. He was like, oh, basically liked me, wanted to bring me on trial to AFC Wimbledon. And is it like obviously a lot of Sunday league come to summer camps and tournaments as well? Mm-hmm. Then I went to AFC Wimbledon for a trial for a while and done well. And I was able to get um, a contract when I was out for the under 14s, 15s as well. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a good transition. But mm-hmm. those times before that, I went on trial with two different clubs okay. and I didn't get into it. So there was like a two, three month, three year gap between my last trial and AFC Wimbledon. And I was like, I'm going to have to take the opportunity yeah. you know, when the next comes because my last opportunity, I didn't really took it, take it seriously. And when mm-hmm. I went to Wimbledon, I was like, I'm grabbing it with two hands. Yeah. I'm working hard because the two times it, when I failed and didn't get through, it hurt me. So yeah. I'm sure to, to get it next time I get the opportunity. Absolutely. And looking back at that, do you see the purpose in in those kind of setbacks initially in order to create the that kind of mentality for AFC Wimbledon? Yeah, obviously it just fueled me for future, future um, opportunities as well. But obviously I know now opportunities don't always come. So you have to take every opportunity as it comes. But those yeah. years like fueled me and I had yeah. a desire for my next opportunity. That's class. That's awesome. And so when you, obviously you got the, the first kind of conversations going, you had two opportunities before AFC Wimbledon. And you say that the, the third time AFC Wimbledon, your kind of mentality is different. You've had two conversations like this before and it's not gone anywhere. Yeah. The first time, when it when it had it the very first time, were you shocked when it came across? Did you think, okay, this is it. I've made it. I've done it. Was there ever that kind of thought process? Yeah, I got, the first one was QPR, and I don't really want to try. I got to the last stage, wow. but then I caught at the last stage as well. And obviously, I, I don't yeah. read well as well. And I just, it just happens you get caught sometimes. It happens yeah. every every age group, every year, every season, yeah. you get caught. Yeah. And it just happened to me as well. The second time, for some reason, the mentality wasn't good going into it. And I didn't really take it as seriously. Mm. I got caught like first stage. So that was just, and that really filled me up to the next. I was like, I can't do this again. I have to take 
the opportunity when I get it next time. Like, I need to work hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's brutal because there's so many people that want to go through that, that want to get that opportunity that, that you had it three times. Unfortunately, fortunately, you had it three times. So there was obviously talent there at that age, but glad you, you know, happy that you use that as fuel to push you on to the next challenge. I um I did have a look at like your career, um uh, like your steps, and I was reminded, um, just from from a Christian standpoint, I was reminded of when Jesus calls Peter out of the boat, and and Peter steps and he takes another step and he loses focus and starts to sink. And these steps I saw, I was thinking about them as you were going from football, as you've gone from from club to club, because I just saw it as. This, these major kind of opportunities where like God's really called you out to something special and you've stepped into them and you've learned something different. But I see your time at Sheffield Wednesday as a huge step for you, like a real career changer, a changing moment. Do you feel like that? Has that been? So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get into it, but I felt like I think the summer when I got released, okay. it was a, it was a big, it was a big, after AFC Wimbledon, it was like a, there's a big transition that summer. A lot of things happen as well. Okay. Um, if you want me to get into it now, or if I should wait till later as well, but a lot of things happened that summer. Really? With football as well that really impacted my life, and I would it's gonna stay with me for the rest of my career. Yeah. Too. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that from that summer before for Wednesday was a big step in football and 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 with my relationship with God as well. Wow! Wow! No, that's that. That fits in well with 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 the picture I had then of um, of the steps you were, you were taking. We'll keep on the football side and then we'll, we'll come back to that if that's all right. That that sounds great. Um, so it's a huge, obviously, it's a huge. What, what do you think was in, in from the football side? What do you think was key to that kind of that time at Sheffield Wednesday, skill wise from a practical level? It was it was, it was a good time to be honest. Um, I originally started with the twenty threes. Okay. Um, then I, I progressed. I was doing well, and then I had the opportunity. Um, I got called up to start for the first team as well in the FA Cup, and I done really well in the in the game as well. And we were underdogs against Brighton, and yeah, I, I done really well. The team won one nil, mm-hmm. and we got the win as well. Um, I even done an interview afterwards. I was just being myself, to be honest. And then yeah. next, you know, ended up going viral. I was mm-hmm. like, what's going on here? And so, obviously, just developing with the 23s. And then it was my first really taste of first team, like proper involved starting week yeah. in, week out. And yeah, just progressing wise. So it was, yeah. it, it was really good to be honest. That's awesome. So, that was that game with the interview was your first game for the seniors? Um, yeah, first game for the seniors was Sheffield Wednesday. Flip me. Because that, I was going to talk about that, issue, that interview, you know, because it's like, it stands out. In fact, Sheffield Wednesday referred to it on their on their YouTube channel. It's like the most humble and joyful interview you've ever seen. And you probably don't want to ref- ever want to refer to it as that, but I do. Like, I want to take that opportunity to to pull out that gold because they recognise something in that in that clip and to put it out there. And people obviously love that. I think there's something really genuine um, about how you came across, and I think that was really nice to see. Um, from the outside and I think part of that is because footballers are quite far away traditionally away from their fans um, 
And also, I think because they're far away, I think it comes across as they potentially think they're better than other people. That's not the case. But from a fan's perspective, there's a there's an exclusivity there, um, usually. And and so, like you know, they're quite they're quite private, quite exclusive. And but now now, of course, we see various examples, and this is why they stand out as examples because not many people are doing types of things like this where social media is brought in and fans are coming closer to the footballers. Like the cycling GK, you know, Ben Foster. Do you, do you watch that? Do you watch him at all? Uh, I've, seen it. I've seen some of his videos. Yeah. It's even yeah. when I started my one, even like subscribers own commented because we were playing what, when I promoted it, we were playing Watford next. Yeah, yeah. Oh, collab with a cycling G, um, GK. Everyone's um, commenting him on Twitter and then he must have seen it and then obviously he was like, oh, congratulations and stuff like that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, subscribe. I'm looking forward to live videos and that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was good. Like, obviously, he just brings the fans together, something that a lot of people don't really see to honest as well. So that's, that's what fans really love. It really breaks that barrier, doesn't it? Like a lot of, and, and that's why you know people love watching. I, I think that's a, firstly, he's such. It comes across as such a lovely guy, and then the second thing is he's giving them this. He's breaking that barrier of exclusivity, and I think um, you know, obviously, you talk about the response to that to that interview was crazy, um, but I think that really helped propel your genuine character as well, um, mm. which I think obviously people people just loved. Um, and you're not. It, there's no bragging to that at all. It's just a genuine, as you say, you didn't intend for it to to go yeah. viral. Yeah. It went viral because you mm-hmm. showed like general emotions. I got so many messages, yeah. even rival clubs fans saying, "Oh, I don't even support Sheffield Wednesday," but it just made me smile. I just the amount of people that messaged me it just made me smile. To be honest, mm. I think it just because it was just a general reaction. Because sometimes footballers, we were like trained to like. Yeah. Answer a certain way because the media yeah. try to catch us out sometimes. So the questions answers are kind of robotic sometimes. When mm-hmm. um, obviously when you're more experienced and stuff, and you know kind of what to say. Yeah, see someone just be like open, be free, just showing emotions is is something that I'm not used to. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great, and it was really, really refreshing to see. So don't lose that, mate. Don't lose that. That's quality. Um, and so, yeah, so you, you had this stint at Sheffield Wednesday, which sounded amazing. And this, there's obviously more to it we're going we're gonna to break into. Um, but you, you moved you moved from there. How, how early did you know about, about Celtic's interest? Because you had, you had quite a lot of interest at the time. I know there were, there were other clubs, Leeds, uh, Crystal Palace, Watford, several other clubs involved. So. There, there, was different, there was a lot of different clubs involved. But obviously, with Sheffield Wednesday, we were focusing on trying to stay up in the league. So obviously, in during the games, I was trying to help the team to try to stay up and obviously focus on the team first, and then late making the decision like later on in the end of the season, what was going to be where I was going to go to, and then later on, I knew about the Celtic interest before for for a while, and then mm-hmm. later on in the summer, um, and I made a decision after meeting the manager and stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna to go to Celtic, and yeah, Celtic is a massive club. To be honest, the fan base are like one of the best mm. in the country. To be honest, and and it's a good club as well. Yeah, so I came to Celtic. Mm. No, that's that's awesome. So you knew about that for for a long time. How yeah. much how much choice do you get in all of that? Like you know, 
if 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 clubs are like battling out and having that that conversation, how much choice does the player get in the situation? Obviously, depending on like what clubs want you, it's okay. you have to wait on the club to be honest. But at the end, the sole decision on where you want to go is down to the player. Where where do you yeah. feel more comfortable? Where where, yeah. where do you think it's best for your future? Mm-hmm. No one else can will decide or will decide for me where I'll go. Obviously, you will listen to people, mm-hmm. but it's your decision at the end of the day. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know because I know some of these things can boil down to like transfer transfer nights. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people involved in terms of whether a move goes through or not. But if if the player wants to go, then it'll try to go. But obviously, there could be complications deeper in since there's multiple people in, in involved in a transfer. Mm. Mm. No, that, that's awesome. You talked about meeting the manager. I've, I've heard you say that before. What was it that, about the manager that made you feel at ease or was it his kind of goal moving forward? What was it? Well, even obviously being here now and obviously mm. knowing the manager more, obviously his mentality, obviously yeah. just he wants to play. It's different to obviously any manager I've been with before. To him. It's just right. the way he's so stern on his beliefs, not wanting to change. And even just the way even... I was reminded of a worse one time because mm. the manager, um, regardless of what team we play, he just wants us to, he believes in the way we play. We're not changing. Mm. And I just started to think one time, I just listened, just start to think of him saying that. And then I was started to think of a verse how God doesn't change regardless, and his word doesn't change regardless of like the situation, the time, mm. or okay. anything. His, his, his word stays the same, God stays the same. Yeah. And it's, it's not affected by like external circumstances. He stays yeah. the same. No, that's what cool. the manager was like. Regardless of the team we play, we're gonna stay the same way. So his mentality is, is different to what I've experienced before. Yeah, and you say that. So you'd say it was kind of that authoritative um, consistency that he kept, but also that. Sounded like there was a god a god decision in that moment in that where you were like flip like I, I respect this I value this but it was on the firm foundation of your faith right mm. that's awesome that's class yeah. and so you moved to Celtic you moved to 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 Glasgow how's that all been because we talked about transitions didn't we in message and I never really until you messaged me and talked talked about that I'd never really thought about it and I think fans don't really think about it either so how's that transition been. To be fair, it's been it's been pretty since I've I've had a transition from like London to Sheffield mm. as well. So there's a, a bit of transition now. I know this is a it's a different country now and further up north, further away from family. But um, mm. the transition's been pretty smooth to me since mm. I've kind of experienced it already. Okay. It wasn't like a too, too much of a huge shock. But like I kind of know yeah. how to get my way around and stuff. Living by myself before, I've yeah. had that experience. And now it's just um, it's just normal to me. It's obviously it's a different different culture, different people as well. Mm. Uh, Glasgow is a good city as well, better than I thought as well, and I would say better than Sheffield as well. Right. And yeah, so the transition has been pretty smooth to me, uh, not too much. I think yeah. past experience has just helped me. If I didn't have moved to Sheffield one day before, then obviously it would have been a big change to, to mm. from mm. London. No, that's that's class. That's awesome. And does Celtic get involved with that transitional process, the move? Yeah, there's people yeah. involved in the club, um, obviously just helping you um, where to stay, just mm-hmm. telling you around the place, what area is good, 
wherever they should they think I, I should stay in and stuff just helping me from going from training so there's someone involved just helping in just of the older new players just transitioning from what from their club from from their club to Celtic as well so it's been good yeah. Awesome. And what about churches local to, to where you're at? How have you found that? That's a that's a funny story as well because <laughs> I think I was just walking. I just I think early on I was just walking in town, mm-hmm. just having a look at the town centre. And a funny reason I just started to think, oh, what for some reason I started thinking, oh, what church am I going to go to? Mm-hmm. And there was someone I watched on YouTube like a while ago, and I was like, isn't isn't her church in Scotland or something. So I did a quick church, quick search and then the church happened to be in Glasgow as well. I was like, oh, she is is from Glasgow. Now it's only 15 minutes from where I live as well. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how you just connected from just watch, from watching someone on like YouTube video before and now the church is only 15 minutes away from where I am at the moment. So that's Yeah, so it's been good as well. So have you been going to that church then? Yeah, yeah. So I've been awesome. Good. Awesome. Mate, I met my wife on, on social media, so I get these strange connections yeah. and we're, we're married now. So no, there's no judgment here, mate. There's no judgment <laughs> from like just meeting people and connecting on social media, mate. I get it. That's uh, that's great, though. At least there's a place there you can kind of connect with people outside of outside of football as well, you know, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I'm sure that's you, you find benefit in, in doing that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Sure. Sure. Like-minded people as well. Absolutely. And have a community of people yeah. in the fair as well to speak mm. to. Yeah, absolutely. And Celtic, they've brought on quite a few players, haven't they? Um, in the last in the last couple of uh, months, really, it's quite a big, big, uh, big squad now. They're probably 30, 36 players or something in the squad. Is there more? Um, probably about around the thirty mark. There's yeah. Some players gone on loan, but mm. it's a larger squad, and they were just trying to rebuild. You know, yeah, um, disappointment just with right. the new manager, players yeah. coming in, and just trying to make an impact and do better yeah. than last season. To be honest, with the, with a squad that that's that's that size, how do they make space for your personal development? I think um, having a bigger squad just makes it more competitive. Okay. And, Having making it more competitive is is good to us. Obviously, with the amount of games we play, mm-hmm. having a big squad is big squad is like useful in terms of like injuries on wise, and when players are fatigued as well, you can mm-hmm. rotate players around. We're just just having places to select from, and obviously we're training as well. Allows us to do eleven v eleven proper shape work, and yeah. it just makes it competitive. To be honest, like yeah, sure, it is good to us. No, that's 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 awesome. Um, and what what's does Celtic offer you training wise that you wouldn't have had? A, and this isn't a jab at any other clubs, but of mm. course every every club's got their unique or may have their unique thing that you think, oh, this is different. What is it that Celtic brings to your your career? Obviously, um, moving them from Celtic was a was a step from Sheffield Wednesday with the mm. demand of the fans of the club, the demand yeah. to win. The training ground's fantastic, to be honest. You got what, what you need. You got the gym there. You got yeah. the coaching staff to stay over after training if you want. You can just drag them to do do your session or individual sessions. Mm-hmm. Urgent, um analysis squad that you can speak to and say, um, they'll go through your clips from your games, your last games, 
watch other players as well. So yeah. there's a, there's a lot of, there's a big system of people and stuff where you can speak to to develop and, and obviously the recovery. They got all the equipment for the recovery as well. So yeah. you can come in after a game and do your yeah. as well, or on a day off if you want to do extra training, you can come in. So you got all that you need here to to develop and grow. To be honest. That's nice. Really, really nice. That's good to have that kind of support in, in that way as well. Was that different to Sheffield Wednesday? Did they not have as much much there? Or? I think they didn't have... Um, they had Obviously, they had resources. They had good facilities as well. But yeah. um, I'd say the facilities are, are are better at Celtic and just the resources. Yeah, yeah. Coming from a big club. Yeah. Um, they have bigger resources as well and just the wider resources to use, mm-hmm. which is helpful as a player. Mm-hmm. Now that's a that's a big big factor, isn't it? How much money's money behind them? Serious competition. It's an exciting uh, exciting change for you, isn't it? Exciting step up. Um, how have you? Obviously, you've got a, a competition now for that place in the yeah. squad. How close are you to that? And how's how's that all been? Yeah, so obviously, just we bring more centre backs in this competition. Obviously, just just want to work hard here. Uh, yeah, there's places up for grabs. Mm. Uh, for, for the starter, for the bench, you wanna you wanna compete in it, and it just brings the best out. You just wanna wanna train hard, show the manager what you got, and hopefully um, you get a match day. Um, so hopefully the debut is is coming in the lines as well um, in the near future as well. So I'm just working towards that, working mm-hmm. hard and training, doing what I can off the pitch as well, yeah. and get myself ready for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect. That's that's awesome. That's all you can do. Is there a part of footballers? Do you think that that want it now? I know we all do to a certain extent, but like, do do you think footballers really understand the kind of longevity, month in month out of hard work, or do you see that as everything else, where it's just kind of I need it as soon as possible? And what, where do you lie on that? Um, I just want I just want to work hard. To be honest, and yeah. I think some players know. Um, you need to work hard every day. Some players yeah. are different. And you can see that in their career sometimes. You see Ronaldo um, breaking all records, Messi, and mm. you see other players had the same talent but not reaching as quite of their potential, to be honest. So mm. I'm trying to work hard, just trying to improve myself and grow, to be honest. You've got players here as well. They, we work hard. The standard's good. Yeah. We're just trying to keep improving for the club and working hard together. Yeah, yeah, no messing. That's quality. Love that. What's your what makes you different from other defenders as are they? What makes me different? Um, <laughs> love to tackle to honest, my hard work. You love it. Yeah, different to everyone else, to honest. Uh, mm. separate myself. Oh, I see some I see some quite physical challenges there, mate. Yeah, yeah, it is to honest, even in training as well. Really? Yeah. Quality. But yeah, obviously you're not trying to injure anyone. <laughs> just a disclaimer there, yeah. <laughs> yeah injure anyone, but obviously mm. just competing and understand. Mm. Win the ball back. So yeah, I'm there. I'm working hard getting the tackles in as well. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. There must be a lot of people around the team that you can learn from and, and grow with as well. Yeah. You've got kind of ex- more experienced players than others, so that must be a, a real a real benefit. <laughs> Around, yeah, just just more experienced players. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you got got internationals, quite mm. a few internationals. players that play for their country and playing a lot of games from the last few seasons. So there's there's, there's people to to learn from, people to look at, seeing what they're doing to get where they've been so far in their career. So 
Fernando as well. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. You stepped on the, the on the international scene, uh, like as in, um, just you just mentioned it there. Where do you, someone like you go internationally? I don't want to. I don't. Want, I mean, feel free to to <laughs> to not answer if you don't want to. But obviously, you've got you. Do you have three options? Is that right? Yeah, three options: um, Nigeria, Holland, and England as well. So, hopefully, in the near future, um, um, I get to make a decision. To be honest, uh, I haven't picked yet, but hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Make the right decision soon. But yeah. yeah. That's in the near future, we review, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome, though. That's that's great. I'm sure whichever it will be, yeah. it's it's fine as long as it's England. You know what I mean? Let's call it. So that's that's that. I guess that's the football side of it. Um, that I basically covered. I wanna I wanna go into the faith aspect of of who you are, of, of who Azazi Oragidi is. Um, Bring me back then to the start and what type of upbringing, even from from the Netherlands, like what faith upbringing have you been brought into? Have your family been Christian? And yeah, obviously just brought up in a Christian family since young. To be honest, always grew up going to church every Sunday. Mm. Um, obviously, my family was uh, very strong. My mom's very strong in the faith as well. Well, for me personally, it was just. Um, yeah, I went to church, but it was not really a relationship with God. You know, it's only later on um, down the line that I took it seriously. I was like, oh, uh, this is, I'm going to follow Jesus for real. Not like messing about. There's been times when when I was younger, um, it would come to Sunday, being all spiritual. Then during, during the week, just going back, and it was just like a cycle all over again. And then Sunday again, back to praying and, and telling God sorry to yeah. own again in the week and then the cycle again and I made a decision when I got older I went to I went to I was at a Catholic church when I got to England I was at a Catholic church first and then my brother we went to a different church and my brother brought me and they started about speaking about being born again and that's something I, I've never heard before I went home looked at the Bible and stuff and Jesus said right. oh, you need to be born again and I was like what I've I wasn't hearing this before. Like I didn't, I didn't realize. And then I got born again. And then even later than that, then like I took my faith seriously. Like I'm, I'm gonna follow Jesus. It's not like mm. one foot in God, one foot in God. And I was like, yeah. make a decision. Like I'm actually gonna follow Jesus. Like it's, yeah. it's not about being half-hearted. Yeah. I'm, I'm full in at the moment. And then yeah, yeah. Like, where I am now, to be honest, as well, just filling Christ, to be honest. Mm. Not half in, half out, but like fully committed, to be honest. Yeah. It's either you're all in or you're all out, really, to be honest. Yeah. Really, if you're half in, you're not really in, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and no, absolutely. I decided to follow Jesus, and that's that's where I'm, I'm following now as well. Mm. And so you talked about, like, you talked about that moment, uh, some would say, an encounter. Was that a... Was that a day thing? Was that a moment? Did, did, did you get hit with something, the light, you know, so poor moment? Was that like that? Or was that a gradual? A realisation of something I've never experienced before, but it was so clear in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it was not like someone else. It was Jesus himself speaking, like, yeah, you must be born again. Okay. That's something that I've seen or heard, like, recently before. Since yeah. moving to England, I was like, wow, like, I need to be born again. I need to really, like... Follow Jesus. I need to repent for my sins. Mm. 
Mm. That was the decision I made. Like I want to follow Jesus as well. And yeah. it was the right decision, to be honest. And yeah. in the fate as well. And I'm continuing to grow as well. Obviously, intertwined that with football as well. It's yeah. helped my journey mm. so far as well. So it's mm. been that's awesome. And and so, what church did you what church did you grow up grow up in? And... Yeah, I grew up in like a Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. like an African church. And we yeah. pray, we believe in the Holy Spirit, we believe in speaking in tongues. Okay. Of that. Um, so it was good. It was very lively in the church mm-hmm. when I was young as well. My mom was very strong, always praying for me, always telling telling me um, telling me obviously just to be prayerful. And like even now as well, she calls me. You just stay in the word, just be keep praying as well. And yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a church that I've, I've always been brought up in as well. And yeah. family's strong in the faith as well. So they've also brought in, been brought up in, in the church as well. And so we've all been strong since since young. Yeah. And we've continued over to England as well. Just keep going to church. And that, yeah. that was the church I was going to. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I asked you about um, earlier when we talked about football. I asked you about the people you surround yourself with. Were there young people your age at the church you were at that encouraged you to go to church? Maybe not even for the what you saw on you know on the stages and and the, what yeah. the message that was being. Was this on Sheffield Wednesday or right now? Uh, yeah, before from an early age, like even before your kind of. Um, that moment where you would like die to die to self, get reborn. Before that, what kept you going back to church, other than family? I think it was like, I think it was mostly family to us because there's been mm-hmm. times where I've been to church, and I was like, I didn't even like church to be honest. Like yeah. I just because my parents forced, like almost basically forced me to go. I was like, yeah. was some, the church was only one hour, one hour. Okay. But that one hour felt longer than the, the different church I was going to, which was two hours. Yeah. That one hour felt longer than two hours. <laughs> I, was like, I was so disinterested sometimes. I was like, I cannot be. Sometimes I appeared, I was like, I cannot be asked. I don't even want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, I went to meet after being born again. That two hours felt way quicker than that one hour, which is yeah. like crazy how that can happen to you. Yes. So, yeah. I think it's just family just always like my mom, my parents just always keeping me in church to honest. But then I made that decision myself because it's it's not you can't be brought up as a Christian, is is a decision that really made, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. I can totally, totally relate to that situation. My friend and I, we used to bring a football to the evening service and go off to one of the lounges to play football against each other just to watch the time go and connect. But isn't it isn't it like so important? And I would try and remember this, or I will try and remember this when I have kids, just to keep bringing them along, just to keep because you don't know that seed that's been planted at the time. Um, that's that's really really fantastic. So you had this this kind of encounter. Did you say that was kind of a, a, a night thing or just a, a like overtime thing? That kind of. Um, I think it was a it was a night thing, but I think yeah. it was something that developed over time as well. True. And it was always something that I was reminded with. Mm. And, and then it just grew to and it's like, I'm going to take this. Um, this this is what I decided to do. I decided to follow Jesus. Yeah. And I've continued to honest, even up to now. And I'm totally to honest. Fantastic. That's, that's awesome to hear. 
Really, really awesome to hear. Really encouraging. What would you say to people that are on the hinges then of church and are find themselves kind of potentially in the same position that you and I were both in, where they're they're kind of disinterested and and but but also see their family that are having these experiences and encounters. What would you say to somebody that's in that situation? To really just like try find out the truth. Like, mm. is this something I want to do? And if like continue to go. Or there's there's no really point of being half-hearted or yeah. like, like the Bible says being lukewarm. Like there's there was not really lukewarmness is like useless to be honest. Like either be mm. hot or cold, you know. Yeah. It's like where you want to be hot for God or fully mm. committed or not fully committed, and mm. decide to make the decision and try try find out like what the truth is. Is is God really real? Is is this, is this, is he the way to true in the life? You know? and really mm. try find out. You know? Yeah. That's true. That's why I would decide because there's no really point of being half-hearted. If you want to enjoy life, if you want to enjoy the things that you want to do and your desires, then go for that. But if you want to say no, I really, I really want to know this Jesus. I really want to mm-hmm. try to find out if this is true. Then, then Jesus is the way to us, and Jesus is true. So try to find out which way is the truth to us. That's great. That's solid. I appreciate that. Um, so basically, you you fly into your faith the way you're flying into challenges at Celtic. Is that basically what you're saying right now? Yeah, either be fully committed or not to. Them. Absolutely, come on. It's actually funny as well when talking about challenges because when you don't go fully committed and challenge, it's kind of like half-hearted. Yes. And the other person normally wins. Yes. Normally wins the challenge. Yeah. So if you go half-hearted and defeat, like something else sways you and takes you takes you away to so I'd be fully committed this is what I want to do and God wants us to be fully committed as well he doesn't want us to be and he doesn't want us to be half-hearted or on the fence that's really what the devil wants he wants us to think in ready but he's really still playing around with us to be honest that's that's not what God wants so we need to be fully committed in Christ that's right <laughs> Love that, mate. Love that. That's quality. Amen. Was it tough for you to grow up as a Christian uh, in in London? Right? Was it tough around your friends and things like that? I won't say it's tough. It's different, and I'd say it's different in a football environment sometimes because the on yeah. like, a lot of Christians around in London or and everywhere to be honest. But like in the football environment, it can be just different. Something that you just need. Just live different to them, to you know. So like, oh, why, why don't you do this? Well, I'm a Christian. I don't do that. I don't go around. Um, obviously, sometimes there could be clubbing or going out mm. or other stuff as well. And you're like, no, nah, I don't really want to go. I'm not going to. You know? so and they're like, why? Just, just enjoy yourself. Be free. Enjoy mm. your life. And now I'm, I'm a Christian. Like, I don't really do that. I decided not to do that. To you know? yeah, this, yeah. This is why. To you know? I, I follow Christ. This. It's what the Bible says we should do. And they're like, no, I don't. Obviously, they know me as the guy, even in Sheffield Wednesday, the guy, obviously, that believes in God. Obviously, sometimes, yeah. like, oh, have you prayed for me or something? Or like, yeah. God, tell, ask God why this is happening and stuff and this and that. Really? And obviously, I was a person that they knew I, I was believing in God and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, sometimes they'll ask me questions and stuff. Obviously, debating sometimes with them. Um, but always it, it was good to us. But they knew I was different and and wasn't really the way they were. So it, it I wouldn't say it can 
is is difficult, but it, it is different from the way other people live. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and it is what it's supposed to be. To be honest, like Christ called us to be not like the world, but to be different to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it all look like the same as the world. Like, why should they follow Christ? Why? What makes them different? Why can't they not just be living the same way they are living? Yeah. Uh, what's the need for them to follow Christ? Basically, so mm-hmm. they need to see someone who is different, someone who plants a seed in their mind to be honest, like, oh, mm-hmm. why is he acting like this? And that seed may lead him to go to God and maybe go on his knees and pray to God. To him. Yeah. So we need to be different as, as people of the line, Christians. Yeah. yeah. Really good, mate. Really good. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about opportunities, actually. What opportunities have come from the changing rooms, from the pitch, from the from teammates? So you say you've had conversations with people where they've asked you, you've been that guy. Um, that's to, to hear that, for me, fills me with joy to know that you're that guy. Like, even if it's, even if it's like, negative, it might be criticism, you're still that guy. Like... Yeah. And, and, and any question, even if it's battles of criticism or constructive or just um, issues that they've got, it shows they care deep down, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, just opportunities. Mm. To tell them about God, obviously, the yeah. journey I've been in as well. And just plant seeds in their life. I, I'm not really trying to fully convince them. I don't need to fully convince someone. I can just plant a seed for yeah. someone else to water and someone else mm. to plant another seed. Yeah. For the world really to water to them. So yes. just find the seeds for the future. I don't have to I don't have to tie them up to believe in God. I, I mm. tell them we've been called to preach the good news. Mm. And that's what I'm gonna do to them is tell them about Jesus, tell them what he's done in my life. Yeah. So it has been good, it's been an opportunity to yeah. help them about Christ and what yeah. he's in my life. Mm, absolutely. I think there's understanding that mandate to go and say, like, how can I be used? How can I be a vessel of truth and hope for other people? But there's also knowing that alongside that sits the Holy Spirit that goes in and changes and transforms hearts. Um, and there's that kind of like 50-50, like I know my responsibility in this, but I'm not going to worry about this. I'm just going to do as Christ is leading me to do and say the things that I think Christ is leading me to say and let God do the rest. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a great understanding of that. Um, and where, where do you think that? Because I also want to comment on your um, heart to share your faith. I mean, from what you've just um, been sharing here, but way before this, I see ballers at his feet. I yeah. see you using your platform. There's um, there's 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 Christians that will will go to church on a Sunday and they'll they'll tell people about. They may they may not even tell people about their faith. You clearly understand that we have an obligation, really, to, and I absolutely am with you and agree with you. Where did you get that from? Well, ballers at his feet, it wasn't something just because I'm a Christian play football. Okay. If it wasn't for us, me, me and these people, it may have not happened. Our probably would have still shared the gospel or not made a page, but it happened really just, I was going to, I think it was like a fellowship, like a midweek in London and and I was I just met up with um two other players um, playing football. And we we met up with obviously we knew we all played football. And then we were like, oh, we need it, we need to stay together, we need to we need to pray together. So we all linked up, exchanged numbers and stuff. And then my friend came up and the guy, oh, let's make a group chat and call it Bullers at his feet. And then really is a great is a great name because 
I think when you started upon them, think really on the name, like ball is at his feet. I just think of like everyone, like footballers coming around and just bowing down at the feet of Jesus, to be honest. I just see us just wearing different kits and just all uniting together and bowing down in Jesus. So it just really started because we connected and it was it was not really something that was going to spread out first. It was just a group of three first and where we would like obviously pray together, we would discuss, we would read the word together. And I came up with the idea of why not um, expand this like the wider community and mm. other people and I was like oh let me let me expand this to Instagram as well obviously share what is happening share what I'm doing to yeah. encourage and later on obviously when I made a YouTube the YouTube was really about my life and you can't really take my life without God yeah. so I was like oh let me share let me share what ball is at his feet as well and mm. stop um, talking about how football can relate and in how mm. Christ can relate in football as well and just because it's something I don't really see a lot of, like a football. Obviously, I've seen some on Insta, but not really much on YouTube as well. Like a, a YouTube that people can come to, that Christians that play football can relate yeah. to as well. Obviously, YouTube's for everyone as well, so people will click on it. People might discover God from it as well. So mm-hmm. I also brought it up to YouTube as well. So it started as a small group of like three guys, then it just expanded. Um, where it is now that's awesome how long ago was that it was probably about 20 2019 2018 so relatively recently really and so you were sharing your faith vocally before that vocally i think it always been some speaking with a team with a team as well just talking about before before ballers at his feet yeah and it just happened that we all we all met as well we played football like oh let's let's stay together let's Let's discuss together the words again. Mm. And then, so it's been good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw, I, do you know, the, the way that I got linked in with you was because I was on, I think it was Celtic's Instagram page, and I saw the Q&A that you did where you linked in Governor B. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, but, but what I saw there, and maybe I was looking too deeply into it, was you an opportunity to link people to his type of music or is that is that just you love governor b or no tv is it's an artist i like i've listened to yeah. him when he was smaller as well and obviously yeah. he's growing in his career yeah and people might click on his music as well with his page and so he does he does gospel and speaks about god sometimes speaks about god in his music as well yeah, yeah. so i i didn't really look at it too deeply as well but obviously yeah. it was a, the opportunity obviously the speech yeah. The spreading artists that speak speaks about God as well. Yeah, so, was good. Mm. Well, unashamedly, I, I get into I get into things way too deep, man. But but I saw it as I, I definitely what I saw with you is someone that was unashamed to say this is the type of music I listen to, and I think that's I think you yeah. probably agree with that. Um, you're not ashamed of of your faith at all, and I love that. I love I absolutely respect and rate that someone in your situation. It must be even harder. The more people you've got around you, the more the kind of face to kind of fit in, as it were, yeah. go down certain paths than it is to hold onto the foundations that you've got in Christ. Do you feel that pressure at all within the career you've got that kind of now, or do you think you will as it gets yeah. it gets better? I think I think it's down to you, Tian. It's like mm. how much you really care about other people, Tian. Can you care that you're just more free? Like I've always been someone who's preached about God. 
it's not gonna yeah i'm never gonna say i, I don't believe i'm not a christian or i'm not gonna yeah. never hold down on my faith and if this is who i am yeah if you don't like it really then what my what you can i do about it and this is who i am he's, he's my identity in christ mm -hmm. everything to honest. so how can i leave him out of my life or not share about him to be honest yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. That's great. And it sounds like it's probably got easy. It's probably got easier to understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always found that if you're straight up and honest, and this is who I am, nobody can pick you apart for for doing that. You just that's that's who you are, and that's if you go in and set those out. Like if you're kind of half in, half out, and you go in and say, like, "Oh, yeah, I go to church, but I also love a night out." You set yourself up to fail. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas is because when you're half-hearted, mm. you kind of being identified as that. Oh, aren't you a Christian or something? You get oh, aren't you a Christian or mm. aren't you? Isn't aren't you a Christian and and this and that and it kind of damages the faith as well. Yeah, and why people may not like as well representing Christ. Like obviously, I'm representing Celtic wherever I am, like in Scotland. Yeah. How I present myself outside a club how people are going to perceive the club as well. Yeah. So even as Christ, as I'm representing him and I'm an ambassador on earth right now. Absolutely. So wherever I am, like, people are watching, people are seeing what you're doing. And I'm a reflection of him, to him. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to be, to him, where I am. That's a great way of looking at it. So from the, from the football side, are there any players that you think you aspire to be or, or look up to and respect and think, okay, that's where I want to base my game or anything like that? Um, there, there was a centre-back from, funny enough, in the Q&A and hmm. a centre-back from um, Napoli as well. Right. I don't want to say his name wrong, it's kind of long, but a centre-back from, um, centre from Napoli as well, um, yeah. from Iron Post as well. Yeah. yeah, I think I put, on the Q&A, I, I watched this game. Uh, I watched his game. Okay. And obviously, just the way he played, he's strong. Yeah. He as well. Yeah. Obviously, I studied his game, and I think he messaged me back and was like, oh, like, oh you, you're going to be better than me and stuff like this. And I was obviously, when I saw it, I was like, surprised. I was like, oh, he yeah. actually messaged yeah, actually yeah. saw that, oh, yeah. that I commented him that I was studying him and watching him. He was like, oh, um, good luck and stuff. You're gonna be better than me. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was good as well. Yeah. Like Van Dijk also. Yeah. 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 Links from me, and from him coming to Celtic, and obviously my background as well, being mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of links from with me and him as well when I was first came to Celtic as well. Brilliant. So the players that obviously I watch and try try and develop into. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll put a link to your YouTube uh, channel down below so people can go and check that uh, Q&A out because um, mm -hmm. I found it interesting. I'm not going to ask about Hayley Williams or whatever her name is, but um, <laughs> if you want to know more about that, find out um, from this channel because it sounds like they've got a special thing going on in, in Celtic with Hayley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then also from a faith perspective, do you think there's people are the people that you listen to either musically or or preaching or or people that live out? Because I guess this this channel for me and and my wife is all about people that live out their faith on on their day to day, not just a Sunday thing that that really live out to represent Jesus in their day to day. Is there anybody that you would? 
you would yeah just watch follow listen to yeah there's there's some preachers as well and obviously i see some athletes as well and mm. are not really strong about their faith not really like you get some people obviously, obviously you get a lot of people thanking god but obviously there's people who actually live out and really like bold bold with the faith as well not not ashamed mm. of the faith as mm. well and really as you're saying about the faith as well not mm. just like on sunday but living out week to week as well like even for the last three months of this year one verse that i was really holding strongly was first corinthians 4 20 the kingdom of heaven is not just a word but a power and mm. not just about it's just not about talk or like demonstration about doing and stuff and yeah yeah i also took that to my dreams as well not just dreaming and talking about your dreams but really living out to us so yeah there's a couple of preachers that I listen to like um that I normally like listen to preachers that are very biblical based and and they kind of like how do I describe it? Convict you, the people that convict you, okay. people are really afraid of like making every there's some people who try to make every everyone happy to honest, not trying to be true controversial. Please. Mm. But 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 people who really are really true of the word and that I can go back into the world. I love like listening to people, then going back and realizing what they're saying is really true. And they're like, oh wow, what they were saying was really true. It wasn't wasn't a lie to them. So it yeah. is good. There's some athletes, obviously. Like I think there's like a um a runner. And there's an American runner, like a female one. I can't remember her name, but I've seen her. She was very bold with the face as well. I've seen mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I was obviously expired as a as a player and there's some, some other footballers like um, Eze from Crystal Palace. I see he's very bold, even in talking about his injury as well, yeah. how, how he intertwined his fate and going through his, like a long-term injury at the moment, how mm. how God helped him to you know? So it's, it's, it's good seeing other people. When I see other people like they are really serious and strong with the fate and inspires me as well. Yeah, yeah, because I think we see a bit of, we see a bit of both, don't we? We see a lot, um, I think we see a certain amount of people that, you know, when everything's good, we start, just about to start a football game, we'll, you know, throw it, throw up a, a, a finger. Or... I also don't like, mm. like, everyone says they're a Christian, like, obviously everyone does that, but mm. is is it really when, when, when the cameras are off, Yeah, is the lifestyle still there? Mm. Is the lifestyle still there? Really? Obviously, you can't really judge from the outside. Like, obviously, exactly. I can exactly. just I can just judge from face value turners. I I don't mm. I don't live with you every day. I don't see, but it's easy to do that. But are we really living the life day to day and not just on Sunday? Really? Yeah. That's the question for you and yourself, Turners. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. But it's but it's an observation, isn't it? We see we see people that that you know as soon as the heat heat hits the pan, as it were. You know they lose their heads on a football pitch, and people that we know of, of Christians will will go and do things in the heat of the moment, as we all do. We all do, and that it, sometimes it isn't a great reflection on our faith. But then you get, yeah, you get people that maybe are Christians, but you wouldn't know it because they're not vocal at all about their faith. And yeah. actually, yeah, it's a difficult it's a difficult balance. But I always love when people take the opportunity. There was a high jumper actually I was watching female high jumper um she's european but she was just about to jump and she like stands there for a moment not in not, not an obvious way but like stands there with her hands 
apart and then does the clap like the run up the, the run up clap and i thought there's something stand out about her and then she goes back she does her jump she writes about it she writes about it in a book she mm-hmm. and then and i was like something stands out about her so i wasn't surprised one bit when i searched her name on google and there was an article in the guardian where she was like my high jumping is so much bigger than me because I, I jump for Jesus basically. And I wasn't even surprised a bit, but I really liked the way she gave thanks to God in a way that was like, like humble, but not too obvious and showy. And she was just, I might reach out to her to get her on at some point because mm-hmm. it really touched me. And I had to go out my way to find out she was a Christian. She wasn't that showy, but I thought that was, um, was really interesting because of course we see footballers that give thanks and, and that's important, and we don't take anything away from that. But you are right. Like, where does that? How do? How does? How do they live? How do they live their lives? I think mean, yeah, it's easier to thank God and everything is going yeah. well. Yeah, it's really uh, it's God. Is Jesus still King when the world's tearing apart your life? Yeah, it's going like it's going downhill really. Because something I've kept with me, like regardless of like result, performance, or how life is going, like Jesus still King. Yeah. Like who he is doesn't change mm-hmm. and he still deserves the worship he still deserves yeah. the praise regardless of like our, our situation performance or what's going on in sports whether that's good or bad yeah. and sometimes when stuff hasn't gone well to him, I, I just remind myself mm-hmm. he's still king to him. and even, even sometimes even though it's so even sometimes when it's hard when things are really down like you know like god is like jesus still king and given given the praise, given the worship to him. Yes. And, and that's what it's about to us as well. Praising God in the highs and uh, and the lows. Mm-hmm. It's no, really, yeah, it's not really about feelings to because yeah. when you, you praise God, when you, when your feelings determine your praise, it's always flickering up and down. But when when you know who he is, because he doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And when when your um, worship to him is not determined by feelings but or who he is, it doesn't really change something because he doesn't really change. So, yeah, that's solid. Love that. I'm, g- I'm going to ask you about this. I said you you just talked about you know the valleys, the mountain tops, and God being the same. And I'm I'm absolutely with you. But in an era of social media and and having a platform like yours, I guess it's very natural for us to post what we see as well when things are up, don't we? What sort of um, things do you find yourself dealing with? I can, I mean, social media, I'm sure, is one, but <laughs> the comments and things like that. But like, what type of adversity do you face in your situation where you're at now, and how do you how do you deal with that and overcome that? Well, in terms of like being a being being a footballer and stuff, being a footballer, being a being a Christian, all of these things, any type of adversity that you you receive, and how do you get through that? Obviously, we have an adversary, the devil, as well. Who's mm. always trying to use every single little, like he can use anything to distract you from God, even mm. like the good things as well. Tiana. So, any any little thing he can be using to take your attention away from God, make anything else an idol that remove your time spent with God. Yeah. But also, obviously, adding like stuff with like um, rival fans as well, obviously, Rangers Celtic. The big mm. rap here, mm. but the fans heated up as well. Obviously, you get messages from them as well. Of course. But, um, as a footballer, you always get messages. You get messages from critics, and but you just embrace it, Yannis. Um, this is what you're in. 
it's not too much you can do about it to be honest mm. and just prove them wrong to be honest yeah uh, in your performance in your games because success is like the biggest um, revenge really to be honest without mm. really doing anything harm to no one you're just silencing them so obviously uh, in the fate as well you got um see the devil as well trying to remove your remove you from spending time with god and of the rival fans as well with um comments and messages as well mm. yeah that's absolutely i can't imagine how that how tough that would be um yeah. because i'm sure you get obviously you get messages of of all types of all, all kinds really and that that must be mm. must be really really tough and i say fair play to you for, for dealing with that and i know that you really don't have a choice in 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 the kind of career you're in. But I think that's what's going to make you as Ozzy. Like, I think really it's that attitude that you said when you got the rejection twice before you came to AFC Wimbledon, you use that as energy to fuel the rest. You're using this kind of negative experience potentially with a message to fuel you on. Um, whereas, you know, some people say, oh, it's what you have to do. No, no, no. It's, I, don't, I don't agree with that. What I would say is, like, I think, I don't think we have to, use it as fuel at all i think we should but it, it doesn't mean that everybody responds like that and i think you're doing a really good job by the sounds of it to take that and go i'm going to run with this i'm going to become better that's that's awesome that's absolutely fantastic so as we bring this kind of interview uh to an end what's next for you i know the, the football and 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 so where do you see yourself as as you progress and progress um you're just trying to progress in Celtic at the moment yeah. Just obviously making my debut, developing into a player, into the starting eleven as well, into fate as well. Obviously, bullers, bullers are the streets growing. Obviously, um, I, I plan to even speak to other players as well. Just having a conversation with with them, Christian, as a footballer as well. Just just life as a footballer, just discussion, life and fate as well. But me, I'm just trying to develop as football, de- developing my mind and just growing in the fate as well. Mm. And seeing bullets at his feet grow and reach more, more bullets as well. So that, that that's that's the next step at the moment. So hopefully, I'll see things growing in as the year comes to a close and in the near future. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. Well, look, let me just take the opportunity just to say a massive thank you for your uh, time today and just sharing some of the things that you, you you've shared today. I hope this has been an encouragement to. To, in fact, I don't doubt that this will be an encouragement to a lot of people um, through sport, through through faith that will value what you're saying. And I don't doubt that God will use the seeds that you've planted in order to, to go and do amazing things in the lives of those that sit and, and are listening to this wherever they're at. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much for, for watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'd be great to hit the like button and subscribe. We're going to be doing more of this, talking to more amazing people with a story to tell, to point their life, that they're using their lives on a day-to-day basis to glorify uh, Jesus. And if you're listening to this on podcast, subscribe, like where you're at. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But other than that, thank you so much for, for listening. And I hope to be able to bring you back more in the future. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.